God bless all the listeners. <laughs> Bob, youth crime, I know, seems to be at the moment a predominantly Queensland problem. It's not. It is a national problem. And a lot of my listeners are saying it's going to continue to be a problem so long as there are no consequences when you break the law. Bob, what are your thoughts about all of this? I'm very keen to know. <clears throat> um, uh, look, it's unfortunately true, and it probably isn't, but it's infinitely worse. It's qualitatively different in the Mount Isas and the Cairns and the Marebas and Townsville's. Um, I don't know much about the Northern Territories. I'm not going to comment there, but everyone knows what's been taking place in Alice Springs. Um, um, let me go back to your comment that it's a national problem. Um, my son-in-law had his um, uh, motor car stolen on the Gold Coast over Christmas, and the police said, oh, yeah, you know, it's like these days, they'll steal anything. Hmm. Well, he said, aren't you going to get the details down? Oh, he said, not much point in that. Yeah, it'll probably turn up in a few days' time, a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, <laughs> really, that's a reaction. There, there, was, there was there was no there was sense of urgency. Sixty-five thousand dollar motor car. The reaction is, oh yeah, well, you know, it's so common that police don't wow. worry about it. Um, that's frightening. Um, I had um, my watch stolen. Um, it was worth seven hundred and ninety dollars. The watch. Um, Admittedly, I bought a sale for 210 but anyway, <laughs> its value most certainly is 709 And uh, um, But from a motel room, um, and, and there was half a dozen motel rooms broken into, um, uh, while I was sleeping there, 12 inches lock open, <laughs> so no bed. Um, like I saw that and grabbed the, the, the watch and went. But again, when I rang the police, they said, Oh, yeah, that's very interesting, yeah. And, uh, yeah, a number of people got broken into. Well, there's no effort to take any details down or, or anything. They're just sort of accepting it. I... Accepting it. But, but, you see, that's a watch in a car. But the fatal Boxing Day stabbing, for example, of Emma Lovell by allegedly two 17-year-old home invaders made the whole nation sit up. This is not a stolen car or a watch. Um, there were five, uh, all 12 years of age or younger, that smashed the window and broke into a shop in, um, in Mariba. Mm. But this is the figures. Um, um, the media said that in Townsville, Townsville um, there are 310 juveniles that should be in jail, but there's no jail to put them into. They call it a detention centre. So, I mean, they can't go to jail because there isn't any jail to put them in. There's no jail and to put them in. what are the taxpayers going to find another $500 million, $500 million to build another jail, are they? And then they, you put them in jail and they cost us a bloody fortune. Um, the little miscreants, um, before the coppers would give them a kick up the backside and, um, and they'd be scared of the coppers and not do it again. But um, uh, those days are finished. It, Good or bad, um, um, and um, but now, I mean, it's just a joke. So what they go into the court, cost fifty thousand dollars for the court, right? Uh, by the time it's over, um, they're found guilty. Um, they're put on, uh, they're sentenced, but the sentence can't be carried out because there's no prison to put them in. Uh, and uh, there are three hundred and twenty two years ago 
the um, council paper report, the Australian 20 that were um, effectively, um, um, the judge said they were to go to jail, um, detention in the case of juveniles, and um, and none of them, none of the 320 are in jail. Well, there's no jail to put them in. Um, last week, we heard of a magistrate, a Townsville magistrate, releasing 13 children on bail in one day, and it sparked an explosive attack from the Queensland Deputy Premier. We tried to talk to that Deputy Premier, Mr Miles, the next day, and he ran for cover. He didn't want to talk. Um, <clears throat> the state government um, has not done anything at all. I'm not aware of a single solitary thing they've done except to blame the magistrates uh, and the judges. Um, so state government's done nothing. The opposition uh, want them to be whipped and thrown in jail forever or whatever, you know. Um, but <laughs> when they were in power six years ago, they set up boot camps and the boot camp was a house in Coranda which is an international tourist destination. It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, it's, it's a stone throw from Mission Beach, which two years in a row is one of the four most attractive places on earth. And they send them there in a house for punishment. And, um, and so they send them to a luxury resort. Up there it rained too much, so they caught a bus back to Townsville. And that was the boot camp experiment by the Liberal Party when they were in power. Now, look, you know, we know all these people. Um, and um, uh, it was one of my blackfellow mates, as opposed to a whitefellow, um, who said, you know, butchka. And um, what's that? Oh, it's banishment. Oh, yeah, because that was the law in the old days. Yeah, yeah. Minor misdemeanors, banishment. So he went out from the camp, lived by himself, and people prepared to react like a civilised human being. And then and only then, we were allowed back. There was a very famous song, it was a popular song in Australia for about three months. My boomerang won't come back, so he was sent out from his tribe there and sent him on his way. He had a backward boomerang, so here he could not stay. There's banishment, right? But the name was common in every community. So in Australia, 250 years ago, the rule was you were sent out into the bush, lived by yourself, to you prepared to act like a civilised human being. Now, that's what we're advocating as a political party. And we're a party, a specialist party, that represents North Queensland and a lot of these people that are in trouble. So, and, so, so just explain to me, the Catter part, your party, the Catter's Australia party, what is exactly your proposal? Relocation sentencing. A relocation which is, sentencing. Explain. Which was the law in Australia 230 years ago. Right? You play up. You sit out in the bush and uh, you stay out there to be behaviour. Well, on your own? No, 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 no. No, there's a camp, right? Right. So you go to camp. But it's not Coranda, you know, which is now strike from, or well, 40 minutes strike from Cairns, one of the international tourist destinations. So, so where would your, can I use the word boot camp or training camp for youths? Where would, the, where would it be? It, it's at Cohen, which is, about 1,300 kilometres from Cairns. But it's 1,300 kilometres north of Cairns, right out in the middle of nowhere, right up. You can run away. And there's an odd cow crocky still living there. You might have your dinner, but then again, crocodile might have you for dinner too. So I don't think there'll be too many people running away, and there's nowhere to run to anyway. So <clears throat> instead of a prison 
and you know, I mean, a lot of these kids, I mean, I'm not trying to defend them, but if you look at their background, it's not surprising that they are where they are. But, you know, um, I don't want to put them in a steel cage like an animal, and I particularly don't want it when, when it's going to cost the taxpayers $400,000 a year. Um, uh, $686,000 was the last... It, co- well, it costs more than 686000 a year to put a child in detention. Uh, 266 uh, children on average are in detention every day. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, your figure's probably righter than my figure. My figure's a bit old. It's about seven or eight years old, my figure. <clears throat> but there's no doubt that we're talking about four hundred fifty to 650000 in that range. Uh, the taxpayers are going to pay for it. You know, I would say on this approach, it'll cost $50,000 a year. And you just might get back a civilised human being. He, when he goes up there, he'll learn to ride a horse and he'll learn to muster. Well, we don't do that much, but he'll learn to work cattle, right? He will learn to lay bricks because they'll build their own dwellings up there and they'll take great pride in that. You know, you look at this house that I've built myself, you know, and you think, boy, oh boy, I did that. And I'm not going to go into it. It's a simplistic bricklaying method. Um, the idiot, even I can do that. Um, and um, But it'll give them a sense of satisfaction. Um, and um, there'll be vegetable gardens there. Okay. Gardens there. So, and, so you, um, you, you, just to repeat your words, you would take a troubled youth, male or female, from the age of what to eighteen? Are you talking? Because we- yeah, I think I think it's under eighteen. You're a juvenile. Yeah. So would you take? Would you send a nine or a ten year old there? Because nine and ten year olds are committing pretty serious crimes. Well, you know that break and enter in um, in Mariba, they were all twelve or under or less. So, age, so what age? 12. What age? Would, what's the youngest <clears> you would no, send? No, I don't think you could send those little kids. Uh, so, so, Bob Catter, what age would you send to Cohen? Oh, you know, I, I, I would think in the 13 to okay. uh, 13 up. 18 age range, um, maybe 12. Thir- um, 13 to 18. And it's not like a, it's like a boot camp, but you learn skills. And you said mustering, mustering cattle, growing vegetables, brick laying, basic skills. And fencing. Ho- fencing. And, fencing. And hopefully uh, and the at the suburban end of- fencing. I'm not thinking about cattle stations here. I'm thinking about suburban Okay, yes, yes. And hopefully at the end of it, they feel worthwhile. And fruit picking. Uh, you know, we've got to find six, 7,000 fruit pickers every, all the time in North Queensland. So there's always a job there. <clears throat> and, um, and also, you know, um, but look, a lot of these kids, you give them a second chance, some of them might come good. Um, um, I didn't mention the name of the community, but it's up brought up near Weeper, but there's a number of communities there. But this particular community was the worst community in Queensland. I was Aboriginal Affairs Minister, it's called. You know, I don't use that word. I use the word first Australian. But, um, but I was minister. And um, <clears throat> it wasn't actually in my bailiwick, but it was the worst place. I mean, if you want to see how low people can fall, go there. You know, how low humankind can fall. And I won't go into the details of it. But I, I can't believe... That bloke called Tim White, who's got 234 of them full-time work at Weeper, which is tremendous for the mines up there at Weeper, but it's tremendous for the community. 234 people now earning 
160, $170,000 a year. And that's money coming into that community that they will spend in that community. And so it can be done. You know, these people can be resurrected and turned around. Now, you know, I, I need to tackle a second issue because there's something else really bad going on here. <clears throat> I'll tell you what we'll do. Bob Cutter, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll hear more of your thoughts on how to fix Australia's and slash Queensland's youth crime problem. Stay there, Bob. Don't go away. Bob Catter is with me here on the Night Shift on Triple M. We'll be back.